everybody and welcome to the Sunny 16 podcast. This is a new podcast about film photography. Um, I'd like to now introduce you to Graham, my co-host. Hey guys, how are you doing? And hey Aid, how are you doing in particular, I suppose? That seems the most sensible thing to say. Joining us from Little Vintage Photography, it's Rachel. Rachel, welcome to the show. Thanks, guys. Lovely to be here. Hello, hello, and a hundred times hello! This is the Sunny 16 podcast. This is the Sunny 16 podcast for the hundredth time. I've been telling you a hundred times I've had to tell you this is the Sunny 16 podcast. Graham, it's the Sunny 16 podcast, hundredth show. How are you doing? Um, I'm, you know what, slightly bemused because even though we've known it's been coming (laughs) quite some time, it's amazing to be here because i i can't believe we made it to 100 i really can't and i'm very 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 happy to be having this show so yeah me too. awesome me too and of course it is the three of us which is the most important thing rach how are you doing i am good i'm good i can't believe it either <laughs> and, and i've only been here for half of them if that ah. so uh, so yeah the I'm, first uh, half I'm... weren't up to much to be fair <laughs> No, that's, I guess that's probably true. I mean, the second um, half were a bit. Yeah. Worse. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think it um, it got much better, obviously, as soon as I arrived on the scene. Ha! Oh, that's um, one of my lines. Oh, nuts! Oh, I'm gonna have to cross that out of the show notes now. Oh, is it? Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> but I'm here. I have my cup of tea and I have my um, my can of um, lovely chilled lager ready because with it being show 100, presumably we're going to have to be doing a little bit of toasting to uh, to our success of making it through surviving at least well I, I, I figure we'd start with a toast i mean you know why would we not start with the toast indeed <laughs> yeah. indeed i've got my can of cider here i've been to you're a, you're a wedding photographer h how long do the the speeches take at a wedding before you actually get to the toast surely the toast is the important bit they, well they tend to do it at the end of each one now um, and you know you've got all sorts of different combinations. Sometimes you have brides doing the speeches. Sometimes you have um, the groomsmen doing the speeches. Sometimes you have everybody stood up doing the speeches. And okay. uh, generally, they tend to toast at the end of each one. So well, I tell you what, I tell you what. Then that's good news. Good, good, real world content that is. So um, given that we all three of us have prepared a bit of a speech. <laughs> <laughs> what? That means that there'll be that's such a lie. <laughs> Uh, well, you know, we 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 said we with this. Okay, folks, right, listeners, a note for, a note for the listeners. This is partly, at least, I hope you'll indulge us. A a a well, a very self indulgent show. Um, we are going to talk about uh, well, all, all the, the 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 low points and the lower points and the things we should have learned but didn't uh, over the last <laughs> one hundred shows. Um, but we do have some genuine, genuine content for us. Right, but I'm not going to go into that until we've had our first toast. Right, everybody raise your glasses. See, that's a good point. I have two glasses here, um, one whiskey and one water, and that then will make, you know, I can do a clinky noise, see? There we go. Look at that. <laughs> that was very clinky. I got, I got tea canned. 
<laughs> I have a um, dark slide out of the pack of Polaroid and a can of lager. Excellent. All right. There you have it. There you have it, everybody. There is our first toast. Congratulations, you two. It's been a pleasure. I also want to give the listeners a quick look behind because, you know, you're saying we've each got our prepared speeches. I mean, we have got our show notes here and it's a big heading. What have we learned over 100 shows? And Aid, you know, you've written what you've learned. Rach, you've written a, you know, a short bit that you're going to go from. Uh, and I've written nothing next to my name. You missed a bit off the end that goes, and I'm proud of it. <laughs> <laughs> Live and don't learn. That's my motto. <laughs> <laughs> absolutely okay all right there we go so we've had our first toast excellent it's been a pleasure and there will be lots lots more shows um including several this week actually um so th there is one thing that i am slightly miffed about though which is that i didn't get to go on the ilford visit and you guys you went and you've posted some photos and you uh, got all very horribly excited about it and uh <laughs> Uh, and so I'm guessing that uh, a film factory is not just a dark building where lots of magic happens then. Uh, I mean, it's not just kind that. Of, yeah, I was going to say, it's not far off. <laughs> <laughs> but it is also, it is that as well. Yeah. Um, yeah, what a day. I mean, first off, and I'm sure Rach would agree with me with this. Thank you so much. Because like everybody there who we spoke to was just lovely and they had so much time and patience for us and are <laughs> mucking around and waving an audio recorder in their face and asking to take pictures and all of that stuff um yeah it was just uh, it was really wonderful it was we didn't really know what to expect going in did we Rach? no we didn't um and it was quite interesting that uh, as we were on our way in it was a conversation we were having what what are we likely to get is there going to be gates is there going to be security guards is there going to be Will you know have a gun well yeah i know that you did ask that um and i, I thought right i'll record this bit as as we appear you know as we get closer to it and unfortunately all of that bit of audio was uh, was terrible we could we couldn't use it in the end um but yeah it was uh, it was lovely it was it was very much like a it was definitely an analog adventure it was uh, i felt a bit like well, I, as I said previously, uh, it was going into the uh, the James Bond lair, but actually it wasn't that. It was the uh, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory is definitely how I felt like turning up at, um, at the uh, Chocolate Factory, which was actually the Ilford Factory. Um, <laughs> and as you say, as you say, Graham, everybody was just so lovely. And it really was. We felt very, very welcome there. It was, it was lovely of them to put in the time and the effort in order to show us around, talk to us. Um, you know, obviously we took you know shortbread with us to make sure that we you know we had a good in there so a bit of millionaire shortbread a whole tin of it in fact and um that yeah. was definitely a way to win their hearts i think so well done Sinead for that <laughs> oh okay. yeah oh well, well done yes thank you Sinead then yeah so okay so so now i'm even more jealous because you've had a really good time and you've met loads of really cool people i have listened to some not quite all of the audio uh, there's a lot of science going on up there isn't there yeah, there certainly is. I mean, that's the thing is that they are doing everything on the one site. So they are um, making the emulsions, they're coating the paper and the film, they're putting it all into the cassettes, they're making the cassettes there. They are a very self-sufficient site and um, and you know, one of the things that comes up in our conversations with them is that you know, this is the thing that they've had to do and at various stages along the way. Um, suppliers or people have fallen by the wayside and they've had to take that on so um, yeah it's amazing what they deal with there 
uh, yeah. Very. You, you definitely get sense that they've they've done a lot of adapting. They're very flexible. You can you can tell that you know they're they're engineers and scientists and and they're people who like a lot of our listeners I think just kind of get on and do it and figure it out you know and uh, and I'm full of admiration for that because as you say great you know some of the suppliers perhaps have they've had like a week or something to find a new supplier or figure out some other way of making something happen when when the materials have disappeared so all the things that they've started to bring in house and, and develop themselves uh, are making it obviously quite a lot stronger which is great so uh, yeah there is the bits I've listened to. There is a thread through it, uh, without giving away the details of the, the of the story of the experience of being a member of the Ilford team, you know, over the last fifteen, twenty, a gazillion years. Some of them, <laughs> um, you know, there's definitely that whole sort of oh yeah, man and boy. I remember when we were in the factory in Ilford, you know, actually in Ilford, you know, at the other end of the country. Um, so it's uh, yeah, it, it, uh, and uh, it's fascinating stuff. Fascinating stuff. But I tell you what, we're not going to go over that just right now, are we? Because of course we recorded it to share. So uh, Graham, what's the plan? Okay, so the plan is so we don't end up with one ginormously unwieldy show. We're going to actually break it up into three <laughs> separate shows. Um, but don't worry, listeners, or, or do worry, depending on your point of view. We are going to put all of these out over the next week so the one you're listening to now will have come out on thursday um and then we're going to have another one probably in a couple of days and the third one a couple of days later and the way i think we're going to break it down is that the show today um after we've done our waffling on bit which may take some time because we're very good at waffling um will feature the interview we had with and giles and michelle um which was talking more about uh, where Ilford is at now, um, what they're doing, what they're looking to do in the future, um, and more of the customer-facing stuff. Then the second show will be focused more around um, the uh, lab side of things. So they obviously have a processing lab at Ilford, so we got shown around there, and that was great because it's the first time we've got to go and have a look around the lab. So we they we saw what happened when you send film into them, the whole process through that. Uh, and then finally the third show will be the production side of it so uh, that will be the show where you can hear how they make the emulsion um, how the emulsion ends up on the products and then how those products get put together Um, the audio in that last show is going to be the one that's most all over the place because it's a factory and guess what (laughs) it turns out factories quite noisy Um, so some of it is quite near hard work to listen to there were points there were points weren't there where it was like right well we have to put our our uh, our headphones on i was going to say our earplugs in now Um, and so there's graham and i looking at each other going yeah so the audio at this point is probably not going to be the best (laughs) (laughs) we're having to put our earplugs in um but we we did try our best listeners we have tried our best it's it's they're super interesting people and um hopefully you know if you can bear with the fact that the audio quality is a bit up and down um you will get a lot from it the the thing more than anything that i got from the trapeze it, it's very easy to have this picture of ilford um as being this you know the, the, the one the giant monoliths within the film community but the reality is you know, there's less than 200 of them there and they are all passionate about what they're doing and a lot of them have been there for a a long time as aid was saying and um yeah it, it was it was kind of what you want it to be when you think about what the kind of company that you want to be making something that you care about so much that's exactly what's there and you know and i'm sure 
that it's probably much the same story over in Kodak as well, because I think these kind of companies attract and hold on to a certain kind of person working there. And um, yeah, it was great. So I, lots to look forward to this week. Um, so just keep your keep an eye on your podcast feed and expect show 100 to be shows 100. <laughs> shows 100. Yeah, show 100A, 100B, 100C which should be the instant film version. Uh, <laughs> uh, or is that peel apart? I forget which. It's instantly peel apartable. Is it instantly peel apartable? Okay, maybe, yes. Okay, better consume that one quickly. Um, I feel like our shows are now a peel apartable. <laughs> <laughs> or and, apart from a peel. And, and the first, and the first install, uh, inst- uh, the first install of that install no that's not installment right. installment thank you right the first installment no of that is attached to the back end of this show yeah exactly yes okay all right excellent so that is do you know what i mm, still gutted <laughs> i couldn't go on yeah. that trip but uh i i was um sadly uh at a very busy point in uh, uh what passes for my professional life um at the moment at the moment and uh i wasn't able to free up uh, a day or a day and a half to go do it sadly so uh, anyway anyway let's not dwell on that let's not dwell on that because it'll um i i get to listen to it as well so that's cool uh shall we move on then um because uh i don't know if you heard but it's our 100th show I had heard that. Yeah, I had heard that. Still don't believe it. Uh, well, yeah, no. So, so actually, you should because quite a few people have written on, written in, and said, "I don't know if you've heard, but <laughs> but it's your hundredth show, um, and we're going to get to uh, some of the well wishing." Um, and thank you very much for all of you who've sent us messages uh, wishing us well. Um, I haven't read through all of the emails. Are they all wishing us well, Graham? <laughs> yes absolutely i mean there's one from jeremy so you know it's mostly wishing us well (laughs) (laughs) okay well we'll 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 we'll, um yeah we'll read those uh um in real time later on uh so and and there's also there's also just want to say because i know i'm we haven't got the information in front of us, but also had lots of people on um, Instagram uh, and on Twitter um, just, yeah, wishing us well for reaching 100. What I put up this week, so um, listeners uh, who maybe don't look at Instagram or Twitter um, might not be aware, but as part of Show 100, we have also got a new logo this week, um, which is very exciting. Uh, and Anil, who we had on as a guest on Show 96, who, if anybody listened to that, which I'm sure you all did, will have realised he's a very talented gentleman. He put together a wonderful new logo for us because we felt it was time for a refresh. So we got a cool new logo, um, which you'll find on our podcast feed and everywhere else now. So you can check that out. Um, and yeah, people put, put many, many uh, congratulatory messages attached to that. So thank you, Anil, and thank you, yeah. everybody. Who's nice things. Thank you so much. Oh, and I think there was definitely um, a comment, wasn't there, from yourself, Graham, that if if anybody was particularly nice to us, they, then you might send over the original concept art. <laughs> oh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah i mean if i get enough if we get enough uh i don't know enough clamoring for it then i will release my original concept <laughs> art which was supplied to anil it's very good <laughs> i have to say it is amazing what anil managed to drag out from it <laughs> but uh, i appreciate I, I could see your vision graham it just 
was we just didn't quite have the the graphic tools in order to actually pull it together so um <sighs> thank you very much Anna, for for helping us out with that and we'll have to now also change our icons for twitter and facebook and instagram as well because they'll have to be the new logo oh yeah good they point will. actually mm. i hadn't thought about that yes Oh, the times they are changing. Yeah. So anybody would think we were trying to switch it up a bit. Now we're like reached our centenary. I thought we were stopping. Is that why you're so excited? Goodbye. Yeah, holidays. Ah, oh, no. But what would Monday nights be like? I mean, you'd be bored. That's true. That is very true. No, yeah. I, I, let's just let's keep going. Boredom, boredom bothers me. So let's keep going for that reason alone, I guess. OK. All right. OK. So we did say we did say that we would share something, wouldn't we? What's it been like for you for the last 100 shows? So who wants to go first? I don't know. How was it for you, Aid? Yeah. How was it for you, Aid? Me? Yes. Yeah. Because yeah. you're the one that technically, Aid, you were the one that is responsible for starting this thing off. Because you approached me and said, "Should we? Should we start a podcast?" Oh, we should have a backstory. You know, What's the backstory, is... guys? I mean, that's well, it. The backstory. <laughs> the backstory. So the backstory. Well, um, I mean, How I guess you. Meet? I guess Where we did could... your eyes meet across the room. You know, uh, well, a, across a, across an internet forum, I suspect, rather than okay. across a room. Um, I guess. I suppose if we're going to blame anybody, we should blame Chris Gillick, really, shouldn't we? Oh God! For everything, always yes. <laughs> well, we spent so many shows thanking him. We should try. <laughs> maybe we should try blaming him. Uh, so, well, you, we uh, both of us were guests on the Pixelated Photographer podcast, weren't we? Yes, uh, that's right. And this would have been maybe twenty. Where are we now? Twenty eighteen. Yeah, this would have been maybe twenty fifteen, twenty sixteen. Uh, and then I thought to myself, I quite enjoyed the one that I did, and. Uh, uh, I wonder if Graham would like to do a podcast. And bearing in mind at this point, we had never met. We'd never had a real world conversation. We only really knew each other from this forum, didn't we, really? Uh, uh, you say that, Aid, but technically you are lying. And it's quite hurtful to me that you're lying because we had actually met. I oh, think yeah, no, we did that photo before. war, didn't we? Twi- you made a great impression, No, I don't think we not did Not only twice. had we done a photo not only had we done a photo what this, this is upsetting. We'd done a photo what's here. Also, We'd met up, gone to see a photo exhibition, and then had dinner together afterwards. But apparently, that wasn't about before that we started this podcast. That was absolutely it? was before we started the podcast. Oh, well, how ironic! This show one hundred is the one where it all falls apart. <laughs> right, that is. You made a great impression, Graham. Clearly. No, 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 no. I remember both those events very clearly, and I especially remember the photo walk one because I really stitched Graham up. <laughs> mm, yes. What happened? Uh, I was late and left him with some stranger that he'd never met before. But you not met you either. But I like that you were like, oh god, I've left him with the stranger. No, but we were we we were supposed to be organising this. This was no, you're right. Now I remember now that I got I got that. Do you know what? I got that totally mixed up in my head. Sorry, mate. That's all right. Also, they gave me a. Also, I ordered a veggie burger and they gave me a meat burger and it's horrifying. Ooh. Okay. That's by the by. That sounds like <laughs> a bonus to me. But <laughs> so you met on a forum. You went on a podcast. So we you did. Yeah, we to did. That was have the... a conversation. I had completely forgotten that that happened before we started the podcast. Okay, so correcting my timeline for which I apologise. Okay. Um, so yes, so we had met. We did a photo walk around Oxford, 
uh, because Oxford is the centre of the world. Um, <laughs> uh, at least it's the centre of Graham's world anyway. Um, and uh, that was fun. Um, uh, and then we did. We went to see the um, William Eggleston exhibition, didn't we, in London? No, that was afterwards. The <laughs> exhibition we went to see, oh my goodness, this is old age that's getting to you. We went to see uh, a few years ago in Oxford that there was the Oxford Photo um, Expo, I think it's called, oh, whatever it was. It was that one, yeah, cause that, uh, yes, because I met you, uh, you and Sinead as in well, didn't I? And in, in, a, right. in, in somebody's back garden. garden in the dark. <laughs> yes, and that was the mother and father um, exhibition, which was um, really good. That and, was awesome, uh, I love that. Yes. that. That actually, Rach, that was the book that I showed you uh, when was you were it? over at mine last week. Oh my yes, God. That's I, was, I was in bits. Yeah, Rachel and I both sat there feeling quite quite emotional afterwards. It is it yeah. is a very emotional thing, actually. That yeah. So did you see those prints in real life? Then, like, actually, as printed pieces on the you know up in the gallery. Right. Uh, it was it was a slideshow in the garden. Wow. Those, <laughs> yes. So at, at night. Even more. So Oof, the people yes. that live there now had allowed the photographer to set up a slideshow, and and it, and I'm yeah, uh, I had That's to walk though. into this on my own, walk into some somebody's back garden um, uh, at night in the dark, and there was it was a slideshow set up on a on a big TV down at the bottom of the garden. Um, yeah. And they'd said, I mean, the, the people, this was all legit. It was part of a uh, an Oxford photography um, event, wasn't it? Yes, uh, all yeah. across stuff going on all across Oxford, but yeah, that would no, no, so yes, so all right, well, yeah, okay, my brain is mush then, isn't it? After spending, yep, <laughs> this is what 100, 100 shows does to you, this right? is what, I, yeah, so the first 20, so, so give me, okay, so right, feel free to correct me if I get any of the next bits wrong, then. So Will at do. some point, I said to you, shall we start a podcast? and you went, yeah, all right, then, and. <laughs> And so we started chatting, and uh, we uh, we. Well, I remember we spent quite a long time trying to figure out what the name of the show should be, and there were some really choice <laughs> examples of names. Yeah, there were. There were. There was actually. I can't remember what show it was. Um, it was a long time ago now, pre before Rachel was on the show, certainly when you were off somewhere. And um, I know that at that point because I was having to try desperately to fill time um, whilst doing it on my own. I did read out a few of the names we've had because uh, sadly, since then, you've ruined everything and lost all our early documents, so we've lost them all now. Yeah, I, don't yeah, I did. That, there that, was but... that, wasn't there, where I, I um, through ineptitude, blitzed a lot of our early show notes. <laughs> The show, um, not the shows. We still have the shows, but the show notes, I, I ruined. Yeah, sorry about that. <laughs> why did well, I have to go is... first? <laughs> is, it, is, it, under the bus. is this why I had to go first? Yeah. Okay. No, so, shows, and in, in the end, it was Chris who came up with the show name for us, wasn't it? Yeah, and did the first logo as well, and hosted yes, yeah, the show absolutely. for eighteen months. <laughs> <laughs> yeah thanks chris yeah we got quite a lot to say thank you to chris for um uh so all right let's cut along sorry so let, let, let's let I, i'll try not to uh exercise my memory any further because clearly it's not in good shape uh but i do remember we said if we do 10 shows then we'll get some proper mics that yes. i do remember and after show 10 we got some proper mics which was cool so that uh, that that was good because before that we were running on gaming headsets i think weren't we, or something like that. yep uh i remember we always said we'd run out of content 
<laughs> which was definitely true. Well, we, well, that's we we recognize. I I like to think that that was a, a, a an effectively mitigated risk because we recognised the risk, and so we thought we'd better get some people to come on the show, and and we started getting guests in, and then that actually. Um, uh, and that worked quite well, and then and then. Well, uh, you see, aid that's limitations. Are you know, it is a way of giving yourself, you know, a kick up the butt and going. Well, what else do we do if we if we have these limitations and we're worried that we might run out content? A bit like analog photography, isn't it? Yes. So uh, because <laughs> of that, <laughs> because because of that, we decided it'd be nice if people heard other voices. And then we realised actually, because uh, you were you, Rach, you were a guest on the show, and uh, we realised that actually you would be a great person to join us. So you joined us, which was fantastic. And that is one of the things I want to bring out because what have I learned? Well, I tell you what, I've met loads and loads of people through doing this podcast that I wouldn't have known, um, like you know, all across the film photography community, all across the world. Uh, you know, the sun. The sun never sets on the sunny 16 friends, does it? Train. Really? (laughs) (laughs) On the sunny 16 train? (laughs) No. (laughs) uh, What else have I learned? What have I learned? Uh, Zines are great. I love zines. I love zines. And I am passing them on. So those of you who have shared zines or zines I've bought, uh, I'm, I'm mostly sharing them. I, uh, I, there's some I'm not sharing quite so quickly as others, but I am making sure that they 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 get around to to Rachel and Graham, especially where these are gifts, and we get somebody say, "Oh, I'll, I I I can can I send you a copy?" Uh, and we do make sure that uh, those come around. Um, uh, although I've yet to receive any OMGs. E- awkward. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I've I've also learned. I've also learned. You had Graham. Um, A a couple. (laughs) I've also learned that a creative tension in a team that makes a podcast really makes it zing. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, What else have I learned? Um, I'm still. I'm still lazy. Um, I love doing the audio thing, but I. I can't or won't or something. Right. So to those of you who've asked me to write something, I do apologise. I do a hell of a lot of writing in my professional life, and the last thing I want out of a hobby is to have to write. Uh, so that that is a a blind spot or a a a, 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 a spot of no action for me. Uh, I've learned that I'm not a developer. Mm-hmm. No, nobody going to rise to that. I mean, not yet. I think it's should you you really. Mm, you know what? I just—I mean, we're a hundred shows in. The fact that you haven't got around to it yet—you—you you will, you will, aid. I think. I think. Well, it's like me have... and tea. I didn't drink tea till I was thirty, so you know. Mm. And then, and now, I, you know, we're making up for lost time. Many cups a day, exactly. So okay. you never know. Maybe there'll be a, an inciting moment. Fair and enough. Aid will suddenly start developing. Well, yeah. Okay. <laughs> so maybe there is. Maybe there isn't. But I tell you, what, I have learned a bunch of new stuff. Right. So I'd never done pinhole photography before don't think i'd done instant photography before at least i hadn't done it in at least in the the amount of of depth and experimentation that i've done it since um and there's a whole bunch of tips and tricks and i'm not gonna yeah uh that from what you might call for normal analog photography as in uh not uh not fancy cameras or not uh, alternative processes because there is still a core i know we talk about uh, alternative processes a lot and different types of cameras and things like that and that's brilliant and i had no idea what the word solography meant 
right and yeah and now i do so that's mm. cool but there's also there's there's a lot of stuff for just yeah every day people going out there shooting color negative film or black and white film and i've learned a lot about stuff like that as well uh and um shit cameras are still shit <laughs> <laughs> that hasn't changed <laughs> uh you just you just, I mean, for one thing, they're the only cameras I. That's no, not true. They're not the only cameras I have. You, you love some terrible cameras, aid. Eh? You've got some that you love that are not great, right? I mean, uh, like that Instax Square thing. Oh no, you haven't got the Instax Square thing. You got the, uh, yeah, you have got the Instax. No, I've got the the, the Lomo. Got square. Lomo Square. The Lomo that was square. Lomo Square. That was it. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Yeah. And it hasn't broken yet, so that's cool. <laughs> what time is it? <laughs> <laughs> it's had about five packs of film through it it hasn't okay. broken it should last the duration then well uh we'll see I, i'm enjoying yeah i am enjoying that but uh, i i'm not um i'm not expecting it to be with me on show 200 <laughs> <laughs> oh god that's giving me a brief half letter then well yeah there we go so there so so okay so we've learned what have we learned we've learned that my memory of the early days is somewhat mixed <laughs> <laughs> Uh, which explains why I said to you, shall we start a podcast? If I had actually already met you, that might explain why I said it. If I, It sounded like a bit of a reach if I'd never actually met you. So that makes yeah. a lot of sense, thinking about it. Also, the fact that you'd forgotten enough to then ask me after you had met me, because if you remembered clearly, you never would have done. No, I saw some promise in you, and I still firmly <laughs> believe it's there. Right? I saw something. I, I, don't ask me to say what it is because it's ill-defined and <laughs> and I'd probably forget what I'd seen anyway. <laughs> but yeah, well, you, you've got you've thanks. got you've got potential. <laughs> One of these days, I'm definitely going to realise it. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Okay, this has been awesome, and I've loved I've loved uh, hanging out with you two for the last two years. Uh, well, Rachel for slightly less than two years, but it has been <laughs> almost two years. So I would I think I would like to propose a toast to the Sunday Sixteen <laughs> podcast team, without whom Monday nights would be infinitely more boring. <laughs> Cheers. <laughs> okay, that's me. Who's next? Oh, Rage, go on, Rage. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, okay, so things. So the title of this section of our show notes is what we've learned over 100 shows. And basically, I, had, I felt I had to start with the fact that the community is just awesome. So I know, I, obviously, you've covered this already, but really, it does. It just all comes down to the listeners, the friends we've made, the people that we talk to, that we disagree with and agree with, you know, and, and it's all about having those discussions, those conversations, um, learning new things, really, for me. And um, just the generosity of spirit, honestly, has been really wonderful to uh, to kind of like be part of that. Um, I've thoroughly, thoroughly enjoyed getting to know a lot of uh, a lot of you guys. And hopefully over over the next, as you say, 100 shows, maybe we'll uh, we'll meet some new some new converts, perhaps to Sunny 16 podcast, which would be amazing. So, um yeah, I had to start with the fact that the community is just brilliant. And um, uh, what else now? Um, that nose grease rules, definitely. <laughs> uh, that had to come up. Uh, I think that was one of the the funniest of the uh, of the suggestions for, again, you know, old older kind of 
um, processes, older kinds of um, solutions to problems that people have had over the years. And it's just lovely to be able to sort of share that knowledge um, and make sure that other people and a new generation of people get to uh, get to know how to uh, use some nose grease for to good effect. <laughs> um, other things I'd say is that I've learned to experiment more and worry less. Hopefully, I am a I'm <laughs> such a worrier now, Graham. I know you're a worrier as well. Aid, I don't know how you feel about worrying, but uh, I prefer to let other people get on with it. <laughs> yeah, it's um, yeah, wor- worrying is is a, a constant, but I am trying to definitely do do more of the experimenting and trying to not care quite as much um, about it so I, I i heard the uh the, the snort in the background Graham. thank you um i appreciate the support with uh with what i'm saying there um obviously you'll have a different opinion on that but never mind this is these are my notes so whatever <laughs> um that i'll never get through my process and backlog but they, it's kind of okay send I them to a lab kind of, you know send, no. send them to a well, lab well maybe well i do send my color i do send my color to a lab um but I, lo- I love the processing. I really do love the processing part of of the process. Um, so I wouldn't I wouldn't give that up just because I do really enjoy it. It's it's just it's down to time. That's the thing, and uh, I have to just kind of try and make peace with that. So yeah, over the last I mean obviously it's saying over the last one hundred shows I've been here for ooh it'll be a year in a couple of months actually. That's gone really fast um but yeah since uh since i've been doing this uh definitely kind of found that other people also have a big backlog and that's okay <laughs> uh that i should start saying no more that's another thing i've learned um because i'm very bad at saying yes to stuff yes and then i'll figure it out later and then i completely run out of time and then i have to take a sabbatical or uh, get ill or all these other things so uh, so that's definitely something that i've learned and have you uh, have I what? Sorry. Have you have you learned that? The way you've written it, you've written I should start. You you have learned that you should start saying no more. Often. Yes, exactly. That that's what I've written. Yes, because I should start saying no because I've realised as I've learned over the last one hundred episodes that uh, I should start saying no more <laughs> to things. You um, do get very busy occasionally. Yeah. Had you noticed? I didn't know. Oh uh, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Well, well, we all do. We all do definitely. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, I yeah, yeah. This is uh, I I I've skipped a few shows recently myself due to busyness. So yeah, it happens to us all. So, um, and and maybe that's something that I've learned is that we are stronger as a team. We are definitely better at being able to kind of like keep this going and and consistently. You know, I I use the term consistently lightly, mostly. <laughs> but you know, it's it's kept it going, hasn't it? Do you know what? I think you've hit on something now. I hadn't thought about that, but actually, this is a hundred shows, and you know, we have put out a show every week since we started. We have not missed a week yet. You know, there there was one. There was... And we're going to do three this week. So, yeah, you know. there was there was there was one week where he got really really close, and we had to put out show zero. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. that was just before you joined us rachel when and and i i couldn't make a recording and graham had to do it on his own and and dug out <laughs> show zero which was our 15 minute well not not even a pilot um it was it was just us seeing if we could do it wasn't it and that went yeah. out something like show 48 49 something like that it was around yeah that was the one i was referring to earlier when i said that i <laughs> was trying to fill i was um uh listing off some of the names that may have come up 
um, I'm glad, you know, it's one of those things that you get very used to. I'm glad we went with the name that we've got. Sunny 16, this seems like a, a good fit for us in the long run. Um, some of the other ones we may have hated by now. Yeah, yes. absolutely. And and actually, that's something that I've learned, that I really love the term the sunbeams. And, and I think that's really nice, actually, how that's kind of organically developed from it. Um, less keen on some of the other variations of being called the sunbeams. <laughs> but, you know, uh, if, if you want to call us the sunbeams, I'm quite happy with that. I enjoy that a lot. Um, that Oh, I, I forgot to say that I learned to um, create a hashtag. People are still oh, using that boy. as well. People are using it. I am so pleased about Put that. Put it on your CV. <laughs> I shall. And it'll go on a t shirt at some Yeah, point. don't don't listen yeah, an official Sunny Sixteen t shirt, I think. And don't listen to Graham. I know he hates hashtags, but <laughs> they're kinda of necessary. Yeah, it well, there we go. I think I think it worked well for that and uh, and you know, it was at the right point I think where we were having those kind of conversations and and things had been going a little bit south. So uh, hopefully it's it was just a nice little reminder for everybody. Um and something else that I've learned um has been that I get hugely nervous about each and every episode. Every show we do, I get really nervous about it still. Um but it's definitely worth doing. So I'm glad that I'm here and thank you so much for having me um, and for, you know, inviting me into the team. I think um, we should do a toast to us three as a team and that uh, and to say thank you for bringing me in, welcoming me in so, so much. And uh, even if you are mean to me sometimes, Graham. <laughs> <laughs> so a toast to that. Thanks, guys. Hey. Cheers. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> so now, now, oh, yes. So, so yes. <laughs> so, so this is this is the section called "What We Have Learned," and now we've got to talk to the person who prides himself in learning nothing ever. <laughs> so, uh, Graham, in one word, what have you learned? Uh, I mean, essentially nothing. Essentially nothing. No, that's I mean, two words. Yeah. Well, <laughs> just go with nothing then. Um, what have I learned? I, I have learned. That, and this has already come up with both of you guys, but I've learned that the analog photography community is brilliant. I mean, there's no other word for it. And if you're listening to this podcast, even if you don't visit the website, you don't go on Twitter, you don't go on Instagram, if you're listening to us waffling on, then you are absolutely part of that community and you are brilliant. And I love doing this show. I love the fact that we get to come on every week and speak to awesome people and share what those awesome people have to say with everybody out there. And the reality is that I would have loved doing it even if like nobody was listening. But the reality is it would have been really hard to keep that going if nobody was listening because there wouldn't <laughs> have been much impetus for people to join us. So like I said, even if the only contact you've ever had with us is just listening to this show, thank you so much for listening to this show because it's meant that people have gone, oh, well, a few people listen. Yeah, sure, I'll come on. And it's really helped us to get more people on and different people on. You know, and, and that's been wonderful. Um, and you know, I especially want to say a massive thank you to the people who were listening right at the beginning where we were bona fide terrible. Um, I listened to a bit of show number one a couple of weeks ago. I was like, oh, gosh, this is so rough. But, you know, people like it's Eric. It's improved um, hugely since then. 
Yeah, exactly. Uh, uh, well, I mean, so, yeah. Um, but Eric, who, uh, what's Eric on Instagram now? Because he's changed his thing. It's a conspiracy of cartographers, or who, who, as we knew for a very long time, was load film and subdued light. Eric has been talking to us since show number one went out, when we were just a couple of randos who had no right to be doing anything, um, put a shot there and he said oh I'll give it a listen you know cory um pinhole cannon who's now got his own podcast which he's doing with andrew bartram and i think this last week they had toby vandervald on there um and he's had three-eyed monster was co-hosting with the while yeah but again cory has been there right from the beginning just encouraging us and both of those guys actually joined us on early shows and um i i, I, I looking back i have no idea why because when we started doing this we were not part of the community, neither you nor I, because of both of our utter apathy towards getting involved in social media. <laughs> we didn't know, you know, we, we did not have uh, a Twitter or Instagram account or anything like that. It, to pull on. it we is started... hard to imagine two less sociable people. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. It, and, it, and it made the beginning part really difficult because, you know, when we started off, there was you listening, there was me listening, and there was my mum listening, and that was about oh, it. Does your mum still listen? She was one of oh. our earliest listeners. <laughs> no, she, she bailed after a while. I think she got to the point where she thought, okay, you can cope without me now. This is not bumping the numbers enough. But, um, but you know, the, the, the fact that now people, that there are people listening, and the fact that we've been so lucky to have been doing this through such an interesting time in the whole world that we enjoy i mean over the last two years when we started this we, you know we were inspired very much by um the film photography project and what those guys were doing and we thought oh yeah we we would love to get on and do something like that um you know we love film photography we want to you know share our thoughts and views on it um and but at the time that analog photography on the whole was still kind of in that stall phase and then in the last two years it's just suddenly it's moving forward the industry is growing again and to have been sort of sat on the sidelines going oh cool we we actually have a venue here to talk about this and to see it expanding and kind of side by side with that see new podcasts popping up around us uh, is also brilliant because it's a reflection of how the um, community and the industry is growing. And, you know, guys like Analog Talk and C41 Studio and the Classic Camera and Negative Positives and the Lensless Podcast and um, Box of Cameras and um, the Homemade Camera and so many more. I'm Thanks, sure right. I'm forgetting even more, but there's so many of them and there's new ones popping up all the time. And it's great because because that that's our indication of well this is where this is going now and um yeah it, it's just been brilliant and to have been able to speak to the people we've spoken to and to have made um the connections with the people out there and to get to know people like M and Hamish um Oh, okay. Actually, that's not been so great. But you know, <laughs> I, knew, I knew you couldn't last. I knew you couldn't last. I knew you couldn't do a whole segment without slagging somebody off. Ah, uh, well, yeah, what are you gonna do? So um, I would just like to say I like Hamish a lot, and I like Emma a lot as well. So there you go. Yeah, they they know that I love them for what they are, which is <laughs> not much useful. But uh, no, um, they're brilliant and. Um, yeah, it, as I, I know I've said before this evening, it feels really weird to be here at show 100 because I never thought we'd get here. Um, and it, it is for me, the podcast is by million miles, 
the thing that I am most proud of that I have, I mean, setting aside my children, but I feel I can take 50%. <laughs> that's like barely my responsibility. But you know, the podcast creatively is the thing I am most proud of being involved with. Uh, full stop, the end. Um, it, it's great that we get to do this and it's great that we get to share it with you listening. And um, and I love doing it with you, Aid, and with you, Rach. And it's just, oh, it's brilliant. I'm so glad. I'm so glad that we've just been given this opportunity. And I'll say again, thank you so much to everybody who tunes in every week to listen to whatever nonsense might be going on around. <laughs> Invariably. Nonsense. Okay. <laughs> awesome. Right. You've got to so do a toast, toast there. You've got to do yeah. a toast. Oh, yeah. Uh, okay. Toast. A toast to the listeners. Thank you for listening <laughs> to all of this stuff that we do. Cheers. Yeah. Cheers. Excellent. Okay, right. Um, I think we better take a break because I'm dangerously close to the bottom of my whiskey. <laughs> that would be a travesty. It would, it would be a terrible thing to happen. Sorry, I, sh- I probably shouldn't speak and try to sip the whiskey at the same time, should I? <laughs> That's another thing I haven't learned. Right, so, but um, I have learned how to take us to a quick break. Oh, I forgot another thing I've learned. And <laughs> oh, apparently he the irony of that. No, I enjoy- no, no. I forgot another thing. Yeah, okay, that's bad. Um, um, I did eventually learn how to close a show, and I'm going to say that now, completely confident that I'll fluff it again this evening. But we're, if if I do fluff it, listeners, um, we'll let it roll and we'll put it out. <laughs> it did yeah. take me about sixty shows to figure out how to get us out of a show. Um, so, but I do know how to get us to a break. We're going to go to a break now, and then we're going to come back with some messages from listeners. And we're back. Are we back? Yes, we're back. Why? Are we? Yes, absolutely. I think we are back. I think we are back. And we are back with some listener communications, uh, which uh, proves that we have listeners, amongst other things, which is which is nice after 100 shows. <laughs> uh, shall we jump straight in? Uh, what I tell you? Sounds what? Good. Yes. Mm-hmm. OK, well, I'll tell you what, um, uh, why not? Rachel, let's start with Rachel just for a change. Rachel, do you want to read mm-hmm. us the first email? Sure. Um, so first one that we have is from lovely Angela Solis. So Angela says, hi, Sunbeams, just dropping you guys a quick congratulatory note for your 100th episode. Woo. Many thanks for all your hard work, providing us with indispensable edutainment, which I love, um, and becoming <laughs> That's very one of generous my... of her. It is, isn't it? I was just about to say that, actually. I was like, really? <laughs> well, thank you. We, we try. We do try. Um, and becoming one of my weekly podcast playlist staples. She says, it might take me a while to refill your OMG stock, but hope an image of it will suffice. So there was an image, apparently, in the email. I think Graham must have eaten that as well. There's so many different ones. You can get white chocolate OMGs. I think one of them's honey OMGs. I got the dark chocolate ones last time. They were really nice. Sorry, I'm not helping you. Carry on. I'm going to have to go Um, back to Canada, aren't I? Yeah, okay. You've been multiple times and not come back with OMGs. That's because when I go I stay in a darkened meeting room for the whole week and then fly straight home again. It, that is actually what I, I do. I, it, it's not the, the glamorous world of international business travel. Of OMGs. Mm. I think you should find out where you're staying next next time you go to Canada and just have like an order ready to go and just get them delivered to the hotel and then you can just put That's them straight nice. into, your ho- into your bag and 
back onto the plane. There That's not a bad idea. I will give that a shot. Excellent. Well, there we go. Oh. That was a lovely email from Angela. Thank you so much. And um, obviously, just thinking about over the last 100 episodes, uh, I actually got a chance to, uh, to meet Angela and her husband as well. And uh, we had a lovely time wandering around Liverpool. We did it as a little... Um, a little sort of uh, report, field report, shall we say, from from Liverpool when they when they came over to uh, to the UK and actually did a little trip up to see me in Liverpool. So that was lovely. Good stuff. Good stuff. All right. Yes. Always good to hear from Angela. Uh, thank you, Angela. Right, Graham. Over to you for email number two. Okay, email number two. Well, email number two is quite good, actually, because it's a little reminder of actually something we're in the middle of. So this is from Paul Friday, and Paul is sending us his second picture for the Cheap Shots Challenge, the ongoing Cheap Shots Challenge, which is food for those people who may have forgotten um so we're halfway through this you've got till the end of may for that anyway uh, my second picture attached i was hoping to use the specially bought rico mirai which was 99 pence plus postage but the <laughs> pictures i took bar the first entry were rubbish so this was shot with a sub 20 pound olympus pen ee and some expired fuji 200 iso color print Sadly, I have realised that most of the cameras I own qualify for the cheap shots. <laughs> I hear you. Uh, happy centenary from Paul. So thank you very much, Paul. Thanks, and yes, Paul. that's a good thing because we haven't really talked about because there's been so much other stuff going on. But yes, do not forget, listeners, that the Cheap Shots Challenge is absolutely in full swing. We are starting to get some pictures coming in. The subject is food. Send us your favourite, your best two pictures taken to uh, Sunny16podcast at gmail.com. That'd be great. Okay. All right. Excellent. So, uh, well, over to me. I'll take the next one. And this is from friend of the show, Jeremy North, who all three of us have met in the real world as well. Which is, mm. uh, so he says, oh, uh, Sunny, Sunny, Sunny must be funny. <laughs> is that an ABBA, ABBA reference? Sounds like an ABBA reference to money, to me, to money. <laughs> well, it was supposed, it was originally money, 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 wasn't it? I could, think. Could you yes. sing it, please, Aid? Then I'll get it. No, no, after you, mate. <laughs> no, no, I can't. It's not my email to read. Carry on. <laughs> I don't know that Jeremy would want it, son. To be fair. Uh, well, Maybe yes. Let's go with that. Let's. Go. <laughs> Jeremy goes on to say, um, uh, "Yes, um, hey Jude. Oh no, no, sorry." <laughs> not all lyrics here he says goes on to say uh hey i just had to drop you a quick line to congratulate you on your 100th podcast excellent thank you jeremy uh, i remember it like it was only quite a while back listening... <laughs> <laughs> listening to episode one as i was looking for some bits and pieces in wicks for a plumbing job i was doing at home ah oh, the glamour yeah uh, yeah the talk about modifications to a bronica film back and accompanying banter was enough for me to become a fan, as you well know. Uh, that would have been Graham, you breaking your Bronica film back, I assume, would it? Yeah, still a bit broken. <laughs> I tried to use it the weekend, just gone. Still not quite fixed that problem Do yet. You know Never what? mind. One of the things I've learned over the last 100 shows is that modular cameras are the best cameras for you. Because then when you break a bit, it's only just a bit. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that's very true. Same story for my Hassie, but as well. So I'll get there. I'll get there. But yeah, at the moment, all our cameras have some that are in pieces. Yes. Anyway, the real Jeremy goes on to say, "I love the weeks of catching up I had to do to get through all the episodes." Yeah, that's there. There are some some of our listeners who I am in awe of, but also they scare me slightly because they've spent a lot of time listening to our show and playing catch up, and that that I find quite um 
yeah quite 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 difficult to grasp uh, he says some of the guests you've had on were a bit marmite <laughs> here it comes <laughs> it's all right i have edited this email (laughs) oh really okay always always a game of two halves with jeremy love love you jeremy um uh, marmite so for those of our listeners who've never heard of marmite or don't uh, or or don't get the analogy uh marmite is a food here in the uk that you either love or you hate uh so uh so some of the guests you had on were a bit marmite but i could always skip to the best bits ah bless yeah. However, it was such a joy last week to hear the return of the aid team. The aid <laughs> team. I like yeah. that. Oh, yeah. Sod this sunbeams thing. <laughs> Wait, <laughs> We're the aid that's team. That's one of my favourite things I learned over the past 100 years. Don't take that away from me, aid. <laughs> okay. All right, all right. But I like the idea of the aid team. It's cool. Yeah, it's good. The three say. of you chewing the fat like the old days or just you and aid in the even older days. Oh, well, that's just <laughs> it. Yes. Um, that's what makes the sunny 16 the podcast it is excellent no i we're really glad to be back we so so many weeks we hadn't all been together um and it's fantastic that we can all be together for show 100 as well um don't read out the dodgy bits graham <laughs> i have my <laughs> reputation to think of <laughs> love to you yeah. all do you know what jeremy it's the dodgy bits that make your reputation. <laughs> uh, yeah, exactly. Very much. Which is why I uh, edited them out as per request. Okay. Well, you have to share those with us in the next break then. <laughs> and as somebody said, well-behaved women barely make history. Rarely make history. There we Perfect. go. That's the one. Yes. Time for another drink. What did somebody say, Rach? <laughs> somebody said <laughs> <laughs> the well-behaved women rarely make history. That's true. And That's I'm true. opening up my second can of flat tire right now so so oh sorry flat what is flat tire exactly it's a piston head uh lager can of lager it's very nice right okay piston i see it okay piston head being a brewery i assume yes yeah. right okay not the very famous car lovers website piston heads not that one not today not today. i'm not drinking a can of petrol today no. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear oh dear right listen you two wafflers come on what we happened? need to get because okay. nothing nothing's happened but you know i think we have to give some thought to our poor listeners here who are, are listening to us uh, as jeremy puts it chewing the fat thinking when are you going to get to the offered stuff so we probably yeah. ought to politely wrap up these celebrations and and give these listeners what they want what do you think okay i think that's excellent i think we should end with another toast actually um and i know you've done this one yourself personally graham and i'm kicking myself uh, uh right now but i think we do sh- we should have our final toast should be to the listeners of the sunny 16 podcast because without you guys out there there wouldn't be a lot of point really would there <laughs> <laughs> and, really and, and, uh, and as well the wonderful guests we've had on too oh okay there we go there is our final toast to the listeners of the sunny 16 show and to the guests who have joined us on the sunny 16 show thank you all uh it's been a pleasure we are absolutely going to keep going um despite the emails uh, and uh enjoy the, <laughs> and enjoy the ilford stuff after the music take care everybody Bye-bye. bye bye <laughs> Hang on. <laughs> what are you doing <laughs> ringing a fire bell? <laughs> <It's eight. laughs>
That's aid. Oh, yeah. oh that's aid. Also, aid, uh, master of figuring out how to get out at the end of the show, needs to remember that he needs to sell, tell people to go to the podcast, the website. Because we're launching the website this week. Oh, to- told you oh, I told, told you I'd told you Mailed. I'd muck up. Told you I'd muck up getting us out of the show. So, oh, Graham, well. where do we go? Hang on a minute. Hang on a minute. This is a big thing. We need a drum roll. We need a drum roll. Go on, Graham. You've done all the work. Um, we've been teasing this for the last few weeks, but we have now got, and it will be live when you listen to this, a sunny16podcast.com website. Why do we have it? Well, we kind of felt we ought to, really, but it is now a one-stop home to go to where you will find the show notes, you will find all the stuff pertaining to Cheap Shots Challenge and the Sunnies as well. You will find little bios for... Um, Rach and Aid and maybe even me if I get around to write, writing one before this goes up. Uh, it's unlikely, but you never know. Um, but yeah, just check it out. It'll be way easier to find all the stuff there. If you've been hearing about the Cheap Shots Challenge and you want to find the rules, go there. If you want to see all the results from last year's Sunnies, they'll be there too. Um, we just thought it might be easy to have a place for all this stuff to live. And now it does. It's sunny16podcast.com. That's it. That is that easy. Well, on that note, I expect we've actually finished the show a second time. I'm, I'm doing really well tonight. <laughs> there we go. On to, Two on to endings the next one for the price of Yay. one. Hey, okay. Yeah, Bye, everybody. Bye. 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 Currently, according to Google Maps, two minutes away from um, Ilford HQ. Woohoo! Uh, Graham's currently driving, so that's why I'm doing. Oh look, there we go. Parish of Mobley or Mobley. We're not entirely sure. We'll ask them. <laughs> Where are you exactly? Um, in, yeah. in Nutsford. And um, in 0.7 of a mile, we're going to be turning onto Ilford Way. Uh, well, actually, that's all I put into Google Maps. So I'm assuming that Ilford HQ is on Ilford Way. Well, yeah, the, thing is, the reason it is, because I looked at the history bit of this last night. So this is not where the original site was. The original site was in a place called Ilford, which is not here. And then they bought this place back 90 years ago. So they've had this site for 90 years. Um, so I'm guessing that the road got named after the site. Uh-huh. So um, was Ilford a was it named after the area then, or the the place where it was originally? Is that what you mean? Yeah, it was. Oh. So um, the company, because now Ilford, the, the name of the actual company is Harmon Technology, um, oh, no, and uh, that was named after the guy who started Ilford. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, then the name. In a quarter of a mile, was... turn left onto Ilford Way. Oh, thanks, hey. <laughs> Google. Um, so yeah, so th- that was named after where the company was originally located, which I think is down. L- more London way, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Um, well, we'll keep an eye out then. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. So it should be just a little further up the road here. Yeah, hopefully. we're just we're just debating whether we think there'll be yeah, armed left, guards. And there's a big sign saying Harmon Technology. Yeah. I will have to take a photo of that and share it on Instagram. Um, well, maybe later. Oh, it's, okay. it's raining. Maybe we'll share <laughs> later. It's a bit hard. You have arrived. Oh, here we go. Oh, oh, Rachel, you were right. There are 
barriers at the gate. We can't just be trying Well, to it's chemicals, isn't it? Yeah. This, we were discussing what we were expecting okay. it to look like when we got here. Okay. Visitors. Uh, uh, visitors. Visitors. Yes, yeah. visitors. That okay, one. right. Okay. Oh, so report to gate. Okay, I'm just going to turn off the recorder. Okay. Shall we start off by you guys just introducing yourselves and what you do here? Sure. So, Giles Branthwaite, I'm the Sales and Marketing Director um, here at Harman Technology. Been here about two years? Just over two years now. Just over two years. And you are? <laughs> I'm Michelle. I do the social media work for Giles and under our Malcolm's group, Spinal Path to our social. And how long have you been here? I've been here around 15 years, <laughs> which I know I don't sound old enough, but I've only been doing, and the website, yeah. I've only been doing the social side of it for probably the last three and obviously, we've had a lot of change in the last couple of years since Giles has come in and yeah. shook things up a bit. Mm. <laughs> yeah. So, so yeah, so when people interact, as, as most people will when they interact on, on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, it's you that they will be interacting with. It's me speaking to, yeah. yeah. So, well, that seems like a good place to start off, actually, is the fact that there has, at least to a consumer-facing point of view, been a lot of changes in the last few years. Um, you guys were bought out by... Uh, Pemberstone, correct. Pemberstone, um, in 2015. Um, so back in uh, a lot of people listening will be at least vaguely familiar with the the history of, of the, the recent history of the offer, but we might go into that a bit more later. But there was a management buyout in 2005. You guys carried on since then. Well, obviously you, Michelle, were here <laughs> during all of that. Um, and then in 2015, Pemberstone uh, Venture Group bought out. They are a group that buys businesses that they look at and think this has potential, this is going somewhere, and took over. And it's been noticeable that since then you joined the company, Jars. There's been um, Matt's joined since then, all right? So yes, yeah. yes. And there has been a noticeable change, not in the direction of what the company's doing, but in the way that Ilford is putting itself out there in the world. Um, what's been driving that? What what has been the sea change since 2015 really okay so um the easiest way to start is to say prior to the pemberstone acquisition obviously we had a management buyout and we had a team that had done a fantastic job bringing the company back out of receivership and keeping the, the company afloat in very difficult times the market was still declining in fact you, you look at 15 years of market decline so um around about 2012 we think the market stopped declining but it, it, the growth was slow. Um, Pemberstone bought the company recognising that there was great potential here. And, but part of that deal, um, part of the arrangement was a number of the original directors moved on, including both of the previous sales directors. And I was brought in um, as one of the, you know, the new director with a number of other directors to start changing the sales and marketing. The bottom line is, when you look at a market that's growing, you have a very different set of requirements and views of what you want to do as compared to a market that's declining where you're just trying to keep the company afloat. It's, it's not cost-cutting. There's more confidence. What do you do in your sales and marketing to inspire, develop, educate? So that's one thing that's happened. I've also come in with, as any new person does, fresh ideas, new directions. So I think that's important. But also we recognise very early on that the market is growing. We know from our social media and from our website that the majority of that growth is people under 35. But there's a lot of assumed knowledge in the industry. There's a lot of, because it's been around for so many years, someone who uses film 
assumes that everyone knows what an HP5 use is versus um, you know, an FP4 or a, a Delta 3200. That level of and chemistry in particular, very, very daunting. People assume that there's an understanding of these things. So we decided not only to try and position the company, it, it's, a, it's a photographic community now, it's not an industry for analog. So we want to be heavily involved and in the middle of that community. So the fundamental thing we did to start with is say, we are positioning this company in the middle of that photographic community. So that's a change of position, first of all. And you see that now, hopefully, with our social media, with the website as well. So with the website, it's meant to be far more inclusive. We're encouraging people to get involved. And we're trying to then overlay with that. So we had a Just Add campaign, which hopefully people have seen. And the whole idea of that is to say, you know, here's a picture with the emotion behind it. There's a whole story in that picture. What's your story? What's in your picture? So it's trying to get people to think about the photography, think about where they're going with it, what they're trying to achieve, which is exactly what analog is about. And that's why everyone loves analog. It's that depth behind it. Mm -hmm. So we're trying to do all of those things, reposition the company, and then recognize that the growth is with younger people. Our marketing themes are really educate and inspire. So providing simple we, uh, means of understanding the basics, for people coming in. So we've got a whole load of uh, videos on um, YouTube, 60 second animations on the real basics. What is shutter speed? What is film speed? The whole idea is, it's not trying to be patronizing in any way, that if you want to learn from them, great, but they're also really useful reference for young yeah. people. Um, and that, we see that with teachers in particular, loving that. So we're trying to give people the tools to overcome the gaps in knowledge from the assumed knowledge to what actually new people know coming in. So it's trying to make it easy for people to come into the industry. And then we have at the other end, the inspire side, where maybe people who are shooting already need a bit more inspiration, try something different. Or people who used to shoot film, people my age and older, excuse me, <laughs> um, who will dig out the camera from a cupboard mm -hmm. and be inspired to have a go again. Yeah, absolutely. So it's, it's that double stream of what we're trying to do. Because shooting film is one of these weird things where when you look at it, as you said, if you list off the products that you sell, just, oh yeah, we sell HP5, FP4, ID11, um, Elfsoft 3, I mean, it's a meaningless string of nonsense to people. <laughs> um, and so to somebody who's just starting to think, well, I'd quite like to get into this, I'd like to get involved, it can look so daunting. And the reality is that it's really easy. Most of it is so easy. Um, how how do you go about one striking the balance between um, bringing in enough technical details that people can navigate this, um, but making it really simple for people to to feel confident digging into that? Well, that's that's what we're trying to do across all of our marketing activities. Um, and that's a work in progress, absolutely. The new website sh should certainly help. Mm -hmm. So if you go on there, there's a learning zone and you can break down to beginners into more established users. Yeah. I can't remember the exact terminology we use. So there's a whole raft of things we're looking to do there. The animations we've talked about there as well. We just released three videos on how to three, process yeah. your first film, how to make your first picture, how to make your first contact sheet. Mm. So we're trying to give the, the skills. We, we recognize we can't be the world's consultants 
for film. Yeah. There needs to be those local stores selling product with the local knowledge that people go to to get the inside knowledge and, and you know, the support for those little tricky things that are never written down anywhere. Yeah. <laughs> but we can do the best we can to help with our products. So we're trying to almost categorize them, if, as you will, try, and then try to help them um, really with the basics of here's what you do first. Yeah. So that's a, an overriding concept of what we're trying to do. And, and there's more things that we're looking at that I can't say because they're still in idea or development stage, which are also going to be helping that along the way. So this is work in progress. We're also working with a lot more product collateral to try and make it clear what our products do you know, mm. and the descriptions around them. Ideal for the all-rounder, very flexible, HP5, very good for the beginner, very forgiving, those sorts of things. So people can have a quick look and say, okay, well, I'll try that one. Yeah. I noticed you've been doing the um, the survey again, obviously, yeah. because I, I think it was four years ago that you said that you'd done your survey um, previously. Yeah. Um, have you? How are you finding that? You know, collating that data. Have you started to delve down into that yet? We're mm-hmm. literally sorry. Well, as I say, we're, we're looking at probably closing it today, tomorrow, because it's been open for a month now, mm-hmm. and had a fantastic response. Yeah, really, great. really pleased with the response. And we've had we've had a couple of little glances into mm-hmm. it, and. It seems to be supporting like what Giles has said about our audience and the, the people that are coming into film, the people that are using film, but we've not sat and analysed it all yet. And what we'll do is we'll sit at some point, have a proper delve into the data and try and segment it off. And then we want to share it because we want to know but parts of it. We want other people to know what we've found. And it's also a thank you for everyone who's filled it in and, and has completed it. And it, hopefully what it'll do is it'll signpost to us where we need to be putting content together or how-to guides or videos mm-hmm. of what people need and what people want to see going forwards. Because like Giles said at the moment, we have things like in the beginner section, they'll be choosing your first film. And it'll be a really basic guide on each of our films, what they do. And from there, though, they'll link to other parts that'll be maybe a little bit more advanced about how to process your film, the difference between the different ranges of film. And then we're going to, we've got things like expert content that has things to do with uh, printing, split grade. And the idea is once someone comes to the website, they can start with the basic content, but from there they should find it fairly easy to flow through Mm. and hopefully find other things that are either interesting that they want to try, Mm. or they'll go to the magazine and they'll find, um, we've got how I got this picture, Mm. which are images that people have either really responded to well on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, so we'll contact those people and say, people are really interested in how you've got your picture. And they'll fill a basic questionnaire in, but that gives someone else the inspiration that they can capture that, they can do that. Mm. So it's... I think that is that is a nice thing because actually a lot of it has been, from my perspective, when people coming to me and saying, oh, I've kind of captured what I, what I want to with digital, what else is out there? Okay, then it's, for me, it's, it's very much the inspire and educate and it's the getting in at the ground level and saying okay all you need is some sunshine and a few chemicals and you can make <laughs> photographs and it's just magical isn't it mm. and and once they get that under their skin they go with it so it's really lovely to see what you're doing with the website because it means that I can do those initial workshops or you know get people involved in it where they don't really know what they're doing and then off they go and it's like we've well, got this fantastic resource now with your site yes. where you've got yeah. those stages um so it's lovely to hear that you're going to be expanding that because then they've got 
almost like a pathway to take them through yeah. from very beginning all the way through to inspiration. Uh, and it's about fostering that confidence as well, isn't it? It is. Yeah. It is. I mean, we recognise we've got a broad range of probably the biggest range of, of films, papers and chemistry out there. And we, we need to make sure that we're very clear how to use them and which to use and when. Mm. Absolutely. And the survey, you know, again, it's been absolutely phenomenal um, in terms of the feedback. We're delighted with it. It's multiples of feedback um, and responses above what we did for four years ago yeah. previously so delighted with that but that will help us it gives us more feedback gives us more direction and yeah i mean all feedback is welcome we'd love to know how we can further improve it but yeah. you know for us we're very keen to keep that range out there you know we're dedicated to, to black and white that's our core business it's our yeah. core market and you know we're, we're very keen to try and grow that market in the right way yeah let's talk about the range for a bit um, there was a quote, I can't remember who it was by, um, but the quote is, strong and stable. You may have heard it, oh, it's been doing the rounds lately. <laughs> um, and, but in a lot of ways, I think that that really sums up the, um, <coughs> at least the external view, it may not always feel like that to you guys, but the external view of Ilford and its range of products. Um, FP4 has been around since I think the 70s, HP5 has been around since... Uh, the 80s, early, or even is it even earlier than that? I think it's earlier than that in the H, the previous inc- yeah. incarnations. Um, and um, even Delta at this point is mid-90s. So things have been around for a long time, but obviously there's a big difference in the way that you're, or the scale that these things are being produced now. Um, I, I think, oops, what was the number I was just giving? So it dropped from something like 20 million metres to two million meters, or some, I might not be getting the right metro, but, but anyway, it, it's an order of magnitude less production now because obviously now there are you know the film is no longer a necessity for image making; it is a choice for film. How has that affected how things are produced here? I don't think it's changed how we produce things. I think. Um the operations here is actually part of the core of this business. People love our products. They were very well developed. But I also think people love the consistency, mm. the fact that every single product of the same brand should be exactly the same. And I think what we call operations, supply chain, manufacturing, um, has been the core that's seen this business through. So it, it's we, we have a big coating line, absolutely but it's small enough to be flexible and to handle the volumes that we're dealing now and the variety of products we're dealing now. I think what you, you see with um, people like Kodak and Fuji and others and numerous others who pull, had to pull out the market completely, they were at such a large scale that when the market plummeted, they had nowhere to go. Yeah. And I think that the beauty here is, I mean, I have to say operationally, this is phenomenal, this business. It really is well run. Um, and, that's what's seen us through. Yeah. So I I don't know of any time, because I can't, couldn't find anything. What, what was the last time that a line of film was discontinued by Ilford? I mean, I'll, I'll, has there been anything discontinued since the 80s, 90s, since they were just <laughs> replaced? I mean, it's nothing can recently. Well, I'm going to have to look at Michelle it because it's way before my time we in did, the company if it we was. We did discontinue the SFX film. But yeah. we brought it back. You brought Wait, it back. <laughs> no, when did it come back? It's been back now for, I want to say, 10-ish years. Yeah. Gosh. 
So, yeah, so presumably that was to do with demand? I have no idea okay. at the time. I'm, I'm presuming, yeah, it was. And I suppose in the direct that. positive paper as well, that went away for a little bit and came back. It wasn't discontinued as such, the direct positive. No, there was so. just some, some technical issues that need to be clarified yeah. and resolved. So, yeah, they've been done, which is fantastic. Yeah. I'm delighted that's come back out. And I have the box at home. It's good. There yeah, you go. Yeah. Hey, well, it's been uh, very well received as, yeah. as well. So, and we also you know. have, we've just launched at the moment this year's ULF campaign. Yes, yes, because that's oh, that yeah. went live last week, didn't it? The yeah, yeah. so that's our thirteenth year. Yeah, is it really thirteenth? Thirteenth oh, year so already. Go, goes from strength to strength. Tell and, us about that. Yeah, do you want to talk about what the ULF campaign is? Because again, it's one of those things that people who may not have come across the acronym will have no idea. Sure. About. So ULF stands for ultra large format, and um, these are formats of films that economically we can't justify making day in day out. The volumes are too small. So to make sure that they're still available. Um, we do a campaign every year where we advertise the range of products that we are willing to make. Um, it, again, it goes global, goes across all of our distribution network around the world. Um, people can place their orders with their dealer. The dealers go to the distributors, back to us, we aggregate the total and we will do a manufacturing ca- campaign once a year of the volumes of those products, which are by their nature. Larger, yeah. ultra large format. So and unusual. 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 The whole aim is to keep those formats alive, and that's the best way we see of doing it. Yeah, yeah. Um, the range that you currently have um, is it's quite broad. Uh, do you know or within, uh, let's say, within film stocks at least? Do you know how many film stocks are available in the UK? There's obviously there's. I, I will ask the count because there's quite a few. But um, I have this. As, yeah. as stocked, well, there's there's main brands, if you will. There's nine. Do you mean our hours? Yeah, so you've got nine, and and also you you guys um answer. own Kentmere as well. We do. That's an offshoot. Um, and 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 then there are a few things that are not available because I think there's a a pan four hundred which is not in every country. So there's a few things that are location specific. Um, over the last few years. Or oh, I suppose actually, let's say last year to two years, we've seen a lot of um, new films come to market from boutique sources, things like that, which have um, generated a lot of news in the news cycle at the time. Um, has it, do you ever look at that and think, well, do could we bring something new to market? Is there something that we could do to juice? Uh, engagement a bit because it it is I suppose it's one of the the downsides of being a company that has been so reliably steady going for so long is that you become part of the fabric of things so uh, everybody knows HP5 is fantastic and we all know that also HP5 is going to completely outsell any of these new things but just in terms of where public attention is um, has there been any temptation to go well we can actually quite easily bring something to market with a fun label on it, whatever, to to, to drum up some um, engagement. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I think there's there's many things we can do in the company, as you can imagine, when there's 15 years of decline, mm. when we're reinvesting and regenerating for growth, as we are doing now, um, there's many areas the money can go. Um, absolutely, we have an R&D department, and absolutely, we're, we're looking at a whole range of things can't disclose what they are. Um, <laughs> nobody's listening. Nobody's listening. A little red light on that recorder means nothing. Michelle! <laughs> um, 
However, <laughs> I forgot what I was going to say. No. <laughs> You're about to tell us all your deepest, darkest yeah, secrets. Right. <laughs> no, I, of course, we're, we're looking at a whole range of things. I yeah. would say that don't underestimate the scale of the challenge to maintain what we have. Yeah. If you think um, the majority of people who are listening probably aren't familiar with regulatory constraints, certainly chemical legislation, in particular mm-hmm. in Europe. So there is a lot that we have to do on an ongoing basis across all our products, and it's growing to keep them in the market. But you're exactly right that there's many things that we could do, many things we're investing in. You know, our starting point, and two years into, I think, is quite a long journey here. Um, Our starting point is to be innovative in the sales and marketing, recognizing we have a fantastic product range. Um, and, And that's also including our distribution network. So we are actively working around our distributors around the world to get them re-engaged. Um, you know, market's growing again. What are you doing about it? So we're wanting to re- rejuvenate our distributors um, at the moment. So that's another key area that we're working. We have of the order of 80 distributors around the world. So that's not a small task. Yeah. But yes, there are other things going on internally. Um, I'm not going to get me to comment whether it's film or other things, but yeah. there's certainly a whole range of ideas and projects that we're working on. Hopefully we can talk about some by Photokina, but if Ooh, not, yeah. maybe not. Yeah. You know, it'd be, but yes, there's, there is innovation within the organisation, let's put it that way. Yeah, good. That's, <laughs> that's good to hear. Um, I mean, and the Kentmere brand, because Kentmere feels like a brand that runs under the radar um, quite a lot. Uh, it, it's um, the, what, what would be the correct term? It's your... Uh, more economical range of films, the the, the, the more budget price range. Correct. Um, yeah. Have you always made the Kentmere films? Um, well, we bought Kentmere back in two thousand and eight. Uh, yeah. And uh, having bought it, obviously we transferred all those products over to this site. Right. So, so that have been made effectively from then. Yeah. 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 Um, we are in the process of rebranding Kentmere. Yeah. So in the coming weeks, months, you will start to see, um, hopefully. Uh, a far more attractive branding of Kentmere. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I wouldn't say it's overdue. Yeah, <laughs> um, well, yes, it is. We, we recognise <laughs> that. But this is aimed at, um, you're exactly right, it's aimed at younger people. Yeah. Something a little bit more attractive, a lot more colour in the packaging. Yeah. Because, um, you're right, it's our budget range. Yeah. Um, and why is that important? Because we recognise that a lot of students will start Let's say when they're their lecturer, their teacher tells them Ilford, they start with that. But as they're learning, going through their project of working out what works, what doesn't work, what different effects and different um, maybe styles of photography they, they try, they need a film that's very consistent, but it's some, something that may be a little bit cheaper because they'll get through a lot of it. Yeah. And that's really where Kemp is being positioned. Yeah. Um, so that, that's exactly what we're doing. So hopefully in the coming three, four months. It's certainly working through supply chain at the moment. We've got all the new packaging designed. We've got it It's in, in being produced and we'll start to see it coming out in products in the next three or four months. It's your so, lead-in film, isn't it, really? Like, you know, yeah. um, I'm sure you'll know, obviously, with Agra Vista having been in pound land shops and things like that, you know, a lot of students were taking that and going, okay, this is the first time I might as well chuck it in my dad's old camera or, you yeah. know, my grandma's old brownie or whatever. Well, not brownie, probably, but, <laughs> you know. Um, and just getting out there and shooting and having that experience to get it under their skin and get them excited about it. Yes. So having that range will be really important because that would be effectively Ilford's way of doing that to, yes. to get them get them. And, and we'll be marketing mm. it hopefully uh, in a way 
again, so we can move away from Ilford. Mm-hmm. So Ilford, as you, you rightly say, has got this real heritage and this legacy around it. So when everything we change there, we have to be very careful. We don't want to throw mm-hmm. the baby out with the bathwater yeah. here. So you, the, you will start seeing some changes in the film packaging for Ilford as well, um, which are coming through at the any moment, any time yeah. now. Um, but they're all just, it, it's like Coca-Cola, small yeah. tweaks to yeah. just yeah. slightly yeah. modernise it. Yeah. But you're exactly right. One of the ideas is we are the given on that shelf. Yeah, We've got to find ways to make people sit up and go, oh, look at that. You know, it's it's the new Kit Kat with a different flavour. Or, yeah. you know, yeah. we, we want to do things like that. Those are ideas on the radar. But unfortunately, I've got such a... Re- I'm, I'm yeah. an ideas person. I've got so many ideas I want to do. It's in there somewhere. Yeah. Um, but starting point is the overall packaging. Kempney is exactly the same. Yeah. How do we re- rebrand it, make it appealing, and push it out there for the, the younger audience to, to, to play with? Yeah. Whilst not alienating your That's existing clients. Exactly right, yeah. 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 I mean, it's classic marketing and segmentation and positioning. And- yeah, and, and, it's, and it's perfect that you've got this entire brand there just kind of ready to, to kind of repackage it and put out there it, it makes so much sense and that, that's really good to hear because it's one of those because Kempney just does feel like it's it's always just language for no reason because the reality is that with uh, most of the new new films I'm making air quotes around but most of the new films we, we all know these are not new emotions coming to market we know that these are repackagings of things that were either not commercially available before or actually just were commercially available before we've been buying them in other forms but now they're being put in nice packaging and so with the the younger generation coming into it it's not all about oh these are, you know we, we need the best of everything like, well no we want something that's good and economical when we get into it and that's why a lot of these um, security camera films and things like this have, have become very popular because they give people a way in and a way to express themselves mm-hmm. um, which you know, they just want to get on with it and just have fun with it and play um, what's we're talking about sort of innovations and new stuff into the market um a few years ago so back in 2012 the early um whatever time around then um Ilford was also getting involved in bringing new products to market so you guys were actually very early on in the bespoke pinhole range you had the Harman Titan and um the obscure obscure. Mm -hmm. um and um there's a sort of flurry but you haven't done anything like that more recently um but given what you're saying about where things are going, are we likely to see more non-film paper chemical products coming from Ilford again um possibly <laughs> there's no easy answer there yeah. because you know we're not um in the business of making those types of products yeah um but we regularly get approached with various ideas and concepts and it's really about do we want to, you know, does it make sense for us to to really to promote it? Because, you know, we're not going to make those, not going to brand them probably. You know, yeah. I think our, our, probably our approach would be that we would distribute them on someone else's behalf. But the aim would be that we would have an appropriate range of interesting, attractive aspects that would maybe entice people into certain sectors. Yeah. So, good example, what if we tried to do something with 4x5 film where there's a whole range of things recognising that people don't just print with 4x5 anymore. They, yeah. uh, you know, with all films, they, they scan. Yeah. yeah. You know, this, this top of my head idea, 
what do you do to enable that? Yeah. And do we, we do we offer some of those things? Um, yeah. So, you know, we have some good platforms now in terms of selling. So we have a great e-commerce platform in the UK um, and we have a great distribution platform. So, you know, we have something there that's, that's usable. Yeah. Because I suppose in some ways the, the hurdle for you guys or one of the hurdles for you guys at the moment is that you can produce a great product, you can market a great product, um, but the bottleneck at the moment is that a lot of the distributors have gone away. The the the, the, um, the shop on the high streets, the shop on the high streets, yeah. things like that have gone away, and also a lot of the supporting producers of things that made life easier, or not made, were necessities for you know photographic work have also gone away. I mean, Patterson's still going and Jobo's still going, but a lot of the small things, I mean, you know, I have got and absolutely rely on an Elford branded film retriever. Like my, my life would not function without it. Um, small things like that, which are necessary to sort of ease the entire path of it. Um, so that getting around that must be a, a, an obstacle is, is sort of putting removing the obstacles of making people's life easy to to shoot with the film yeah and, and it, we can't do everything either yeah um, you know it, again it's about how we can help but be quite selective with it you know yeah. we're not trying to be a photographic amazon yeah um, and that's a difficult balance you know i think mm. always have to know where your strengths are and what you can bring and certainly you know, with the growth of, of film at the moment, you know, we're very much focused on what can we do there, what can we do, again, as we said, social media, content, inspiration, education, and the distribution network. So re- re- rejuvenating all of those sorts of things yeah. is where we are at the moment. Ye- years down the line, who knows where we then end up, but mm-hmm. certainly there could be aspects of that. Um, we- we're still looking at all of that. Also, sorry, you mentioned the high street as well. Mm-hmm. We're seeing... Almost daily now, we're getting requests to add a new dealer, mm-hmm. a new lab, a new somebody that sells our film on the high street onto the store finder that we have on the website. So that is growing on literally a daily basis. It started off in all of our distributors' centres, their local dealers in their countries that they knew of. But it is, it's on a, without exaggeration, a daily basis we get at least one, two requests every day. Can you add these on? Can you add these on? And some of them will be shops that have always been there but have maybe flown under the radar and some of them are, are shops that are expanding what they did they might have been a digital photography traditionally mm. but they've been asked for film or they might have done be a tech type of shop mm-hmm. that was having different things and they're now being asked do you sell cameras or they sell second hand cameras can they put stock film so we're seeing that high street presence yeah, is growing it's more than just the photo specialty yeah um, there's, there's all analog special uh, specialty stores um, you Has know, that been in the last year or so? No, well, I mean, or if you think well, we're, we're in boots, the website, I mean, but yeah. mm. in the UK, two good examples um, that are well-known high street stores are Boots. We've yeah. been in Boots for a good five years. Yeah, um, That's growing nicely. Um, more recently, Max Spielman, good yeah. old name from the past in the oh. UK. They're now it's around. Right at the top of my road. I, <laughs> there you go. Yeah. I pop up there so, and I'm like, right. So they're trialling our product over the last yeah. nine months yeah. uh, and seems to be growing nicely. Again, it's... Yeah. it's Started from a small base, but we are increasingly back on the high street, which is yeah. fantastic. Yeah. I would mention that one of the hurdles with supplying to high street is because I know even with my um, local camera store, which is is all digital, but has a small selection of Ilford at extortionate prices. But you know they've got them there when you need them. Um, as I did on Saturday, I was as like, you did Grim. on Saturday, yeah, <laughs> convenience. Um, there you go. Yeah, exactly. But 
the, the problem that, you know, when you say, well, why have you not got a broader range of this? Have you got this? It's that storage of these things when we've got them here. I suppose, are there, is that one of the biggest hurdles when you start looking at a new supplier? They might say, well, can we get this, this, and this? But having to say, well, yes, we can, but this needs to be kept temperature stable. Otherwise, the your reputation for having great results all the way through is put at risk. Yeah, I mean, we have recommendations about temperature stable and the like, but I think in the UK, we rarely exceed um, <laughs> levels that are any yes. problem. That's so, a good point, Giles. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, obviously, yeah. we, and we think it's below 20 degrees, below 18, something like that we typically recommend. I mean, we have bigger issues elsewhere in the world. Um, a good example, India, is just something like 35, 40, 45 degrees C at the moment. Yeah, They have issues in shipping it around, but again, um, we're generally not seeing problems there yeah. so it is it is manageable i think obviously ref, many users know refrigeration is is better yeah. but a cool steady temperature is fine yeah we also find a lot of dealers as well has they might have so so much stock out on the shelves but quite often they'll either have a fridge At in back. the back mm. or and they keep the stock in the fridge until they need to replenish the shelves yeah so i know you've you're only just about to wrap up the um survey and get a lot of information back in but just in the more simplistic terms at the moment what trends are you seeing within the, the, what you're selling uh um, is it the things that we would expect to be or you is it you selling a metric ton of hp5 35 mil are there things coming through that you aren't expecting that are, are picking up surprises so, i suppose yeah, yeah so. i mean i think um Tied into the fact that lots of people are coming into film photography, we see good growth in 35mm, mm-hmm. um, particularly HP5, FP4, as, you, as you'd expect. Yeah. Um, the 120s have similar growth, so 120 format, okay. um, which is really encouraging. Mm-hmm. I think if you think of the natural progression that people, if they start with 35mm and then they move on to maybe onto 120 or then onto sheet film, that's the transition in film that's taking a little bit longer. But obviously, there'll be fewer people do it. But I think naturally, you, if you progress from where you started, you either go into different different films within the same format and or different formats. And I think there's a couple of steps to get to sheet film. Mm. But things like 4x5 into pinholes is a great starting point. So yeah, we are yeah. seeing growth there as well. I think um, so. that's all fantastic. From the paper side, it's pretty much level. It's flat. As you'd expect, mm-hmm. um, but the, the important news is it's not declining. Yeah, um, and that's you know, we understand that people don't just print anymore; they will scan and share on Instagram or wherever. And that's fine; that's understandable. So that's as you'd expect. What we do see now, we have some papers that we sell just for labs, so labs can process um, and scanned images uh, in various machines, and that's doing great business. So I think you can see a trend of people who are coming into film photography, um, possibly younger age people, um, shooting with 35mm, getting a, a feel for it, but again, daunted to go into a dark room, mm-hmm. to process the film, daunted about the chemistry, daunted about... Um, or how to set it up, where to set it up. Printing, yeah, all of those sorts of things. Yeah. So they send it to a lab. Mm. Um, and that, So that's what we're seeing. We also have a lab here yeah. um, that we, we have a service, uh, Harman Lab, and again, that's seen really good growth, especially yeah. in the 35 mil. Yeah. So you can see there's a common theme coming through, and that's understandable. You know, I, I, um, I totally get that because I'm I don't pretend to be an expert in in analog and film photography. I dabble, 
but there's other people in the company who are far better than me and understand it far better. I'm, I'm better at the marketing stuff. Yeah. So um, the lab has been, I mean, I don't know how long, how long has the lab been going here and taking, I'm guessing a long time because you were doing prepaid envelopes <laughs> Just think, yeah. before I was born probably for stuff. <laughs> Actually, I think that's 2007. Yeah, I think that's brought in house. Yeah, around about 2007. It was actually um, a lab that was being run in Cornwall yeah. that was about to fold, and we felt it important that we kept mm. a black yeah. and white lab running in the UK. So, so, how how um, important a part is it? Because Aid, who sadly couldn't be with us today, I know he actually wanted us particularly to ask about this because he's made use of the service before and um, it's, it's spoken at great length about how fantastic the results he got back from it were. Um, how important a part of the ongoing business is the lab? Is this something that we can see perhaps the marketing on that being pushed more? Is this, is this thing that you're going to go, be going more with or is it will, will it always be a, it's a service we provide but it's not the focus? The focus. Um, it's not the focus uh, primarily, but as you'd expect, the business is all about the film, the paper, the chemistry products. Um, that's a service we are providing. It's mostly UK based. Um, it does a little bit more internationally, but um, yeah. but the, the priority is the UK. And it was always set up to ensure that um, there was... doing her job as a marketing agent. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it was always set up to make sure that there is a service here. Now yeah. we're delighted that there's other labs that are established in the UK now. Yeah. Um, and yeah, there's there's more we're looking to do with labs in terms of supporting them and making sure that they use our products and they have the right level of quality coming out of them and all those sorts of things. So that's another string to our bow. Yeah. That because we recognise in the marketplace, it's not just about providing the consumables. Mm-hmm. The bottlenecks are in the cameras and then the actually in the equipment for those labs. Yeah. Because it's not being made anymore. Yeah. Um, so how do we help that? So those are the sorts of things which are in sort of the macro picture of what we're trying to do. Yeah, yeah, because as you said, it, it, supporting the labs to, that will want to use your chemical seems like a, a better long-term strategy than trying to take that on yourself. Um, you've clearly got a, a lot of um, irons in the fire with regards to the future of, of Ilford and Kentmere and uh, and the, the brand as a whole. Um where would you? I mean, you, you obviously, you, you must look at the very broad picture of what's going on um, in the wider analog photography world. Where do you see this business being in the next five years? It's um, we're seeing new companies come up, but they are all very small. We know that at some point we are going to hit the issue of just cameras being a problem. Um, where do you see in sort of five to ten years uh, Ilford being and the, the broader photographic community being? If we take the broader photographic community first, I think with the growth we are seeing at the moment, um, more people are getting involved. So naturally there's entrepreneurs, there's people with ideas coming up with great ideas. Um, so they're filling the void that yeah. people of all the others pulling out. And of course there's fewer people doing that with the market is in decline. We certainly get lots of people making proposals to us with some of these ideas. So I think that's great. And if you use that in the camera side of things, I can see when it gets to a certain size where demand is growing that much, I can see one of the big OEMs coming back in. Until then, I think there is an opportunity for a smaller brand to make a name for themselves. And there are some exciting things coming through on Kickstarter. How we can 
we're not investing in those Kickstarters at the moment. Again, we've got so much to invest in internally at the moment to, to take us where we want to go. Um, but you know, we have things that we can possibly help. You know, we can be an, a conduit to their success in terms of the, the distribution and the, the supply just to make sure that their products get out there in the marketplace. Yeah. So certainly things we can do there. Um, so I think that as a, as a principle is, is a great view of where I think the market's going until it gets big enough that, that one of the big guys from a hardware perspective will jump back in. Yeah. Um, so from our perspective... Just expect to see more innovation um, in terms of our products. Um, that may be sales and marketing. It may be new products. Hopefully, it's a combination of both. With R and D, you never know. Um, <laughs> but yeah, and and um, really want to be continue to be the leading black and white company, the most proactive, the most engaged. So you'll see us far more doing a lot more stuff on social media, a lot more uh, on the website, um, and trying to do events as well. So you know, we do things already. If you're on the, on the YouTube, you'll see Il- Ilford Inspires activities. There's a whole load more videos coming out there. We're going to keep evolving those, that approach. Yeah. Find different formats of events or different formats of videos. So we build up um, a range of work there that should be inspiring, encouraging people to, to take it up. So we do an awful lot of that stuff that is not just for us. It's actually inspiring the whole market. That's the whole idea. So. Yeah. All the other brands hopefully are engaging and benefiting a little bit, but they should be building on what we're doing as well. Mm. Yeah. Oh, Michelle's just come back in, which is great, because I was just going to ask... Oh, she's brought sandwiches as well. This woman is amazing. Uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> Fabulous. Um, I was just going to ask um, Michelle about... Because obviously you're kind of the, the face and the voice of Elford, really, oh. in terms of your social media side. Um, and it's really wonderful to see that as a as a consistent sort of like feel to it it's it feels like it's changed from what it was um with you having come into this role um or or taking on that maybe uh, on a slightly bigger scale shall we say um what do you find are the challenges of that you know (laughs) i think it's i mean i think we're quite lucky because between myself matt giles and even the comm team we all sit quite regularly and have a chat about what's coming up, what's going on. Mm. And I think um, social especially, we're, we're lucky we've got a really good community, mm. um, especially on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. And people get involved. A lot of the time we find if something comes in that could be a bit challenging, we can almost sit back and watch how it develops. Mm. We've got people that know us, they know us as a business. And they're very quick to, once they jump to our defence, but to correct misassumptions, sure. let's say. Yeah. But also, it's great. We can have a bit of fun. We we know there's a level. We don't want to be cheeky, we think, you know. Yeah. But you, you can have a bit of fun with some of the other businesses out there. There's yeah. people out there. There's people on um, on all of the platforms who we know we can have a, mm. have a bit of banter with. But hopefully as well, when we have someone that comes in with a serious question, we can point them at the right, at the right place, be it the website mm. or... Often we'll find if it happens at a weekend, if we're not there, we'll find someone else in the community will come in and help them, which is brilliant. It's amazing. Yeah. It's lovely. Uh, it does always feel very, um, very engaged, very, um, very human, you know, and, and it yeah. doesn't feel stuffy. It's a, it's a really nice voice, I think, that you put across. It has and, to be. Um, it has yeah. to be. I mean, that's the nature of social media. It's mm-hmm. very informal, mm-hmm. but it's yeah. a wonderful way as a business to get feedback. Yeah. You know, we're talking directly to the end users of our products. Yeah. 
please keep telling us what you think. It's, it's <laughs> essential and we love that. It's brilliant. Yeah. You might sometimes just get a winky face or a grin back if we're yeah. not prepared to comment. But yeah, we do. And we take everything. And even if somebody gives us if somebody gives us some comments or feedback, they get sent around in emails, don't mm. they? Mm. So they'll go to the board or they'll go to technical or they'll go. So everything does get passed on. We're, mm. We don't just give lip service to it. We do something about it yeah. as well. Yeah. I mean, I think the other thing to say is for, for us, social media, I mean, what we do, it's a great means of selling beautiful images. Yeah. And that's the benefits of our products. And that's what, you know, back into marketing speak. But that's, it's the wonder. And we, we get some fantastic images in, which is oh. it's absolutely amazing. People share some so, um, gorgeous stuff. It, really it's a nice. great way of, of that inspiration mm. again. And, and just look what's possible. Look yeah. at these. They're phenomenal. Yeah. I think we should, uh, before we finish, we should uh, ask. Um, I know you mentioned, Giles, that you dabble. You don't do, you know, a whole lot. But it would be nice to know if you've got any particular stocks that you always go to or you know how, how do you shoot what kind of cameras do you use it's just be nice uh, to find don't make me list all of my either that no. one <laughs> <laughs> okay. you, know, you, you can narrow it down if you like Michelle okay. one or two that you, that you particularly like do you want to go should I well yeah. I'm, I'm a real basics I'm an HP5 straightforward yes, person fantastic. nothing more than that winner um, of the I have to say I know my limits uh, <laughs> so I don't pretend to be an expert I can spot some some of the shots we see are just awe inspiring. I have no idea how to do that, but, but nice I, I know my know. limits and I know I'm stronger elsewhere. <laughs> but it's nice to know how you are as a photographer yourself as yeah. well. You know, so yeah. I think I I've got a few different mm -hmm. cameras. My go to is my Olympus Seven Ten. Love it. Normally loaded with either Delta Four Hundred mm. or FP Four. I don't mm. I don't know why I don't tend to go for the Delta One Hundred, but mm. unless I know it's going to be a a really dodgy weekend where we don't know what's going on, I'll go for HP5 as well. Um, but I've got a whole graph which I love, mm -hmm. light leaks and all. <laughs> I do get abused. The artistic light leaks rather than just... <laughs> the, the masking tape has been well worn around the edges. <laughs> There's 120 in, in that, I tend to go for FP4, HP5. If I was abroad somewhere, I might even get some Pan F in it. But <gasps> I, I tend I, to stick to the plus yeah. films on the Holger and then use mm. the Delta on my Olympus. So I don't... Bit of a mix. Yeah, but I'd yeah. love to get something for a bit more large format, but I don't know how I'd sneak that into the bottom of my wardrobe yet. I don't find out. I did actually get a chance to shoot some um, Pan F for the first time oh, uh, last summer because I um, went and did uh, an engagement shoot uh, as part of a retreat in Italy. So I was like, this is the time to use that yeah. because obviously we never normally get the no. opportunity. <laughs> and I, I absolutely bloody loved it. It was it was so Beautiful. lovely, really really nice. Yeah. Um, I, Oh, yeah, send you some of the images. You're gonna have yeah. it. Yeah. It's, it's a stunning film, but I, I know I put some in one of my cameras two years ago, and it has not yet been stunning <laughs> well, enough. This, this <laughs> thing. So that was the only, one and only time so far that yeah. I've had chance to use. And when we get images on social, they tend to be not in this country. Strangely yeah. enough, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, I know we need to move on with stuff and wrap up. So, uh, one last question then. Um, I, I, what can we look forward to in the, the very near future? Going on the website, Is it, have you got you? You talked about the fact that there's more stuff. Any articles coming up that people should be keeping an eye out for? I actually saw this morning a really great breakdown of the difference between HP5 and, and Delta, Delta 4, which is really helpful for me personally because, to be honest, I, I find the Delta range, I, I'm never quite sure how that sits in with everything else. So that was really useful. More stuff like that? Any interviews coming up, stuff like that? Yeah, I don't think we've got an interview coming up, but we are looking, some of the content we're looking at in future, we're looking at um, doing things based around stores, mm -hmm. around individual photography. Well, not a what's in your bag, but a similar sort of thing. So they're all content, content that we're planning, but 
Um, I'm trying to think whose magazine article. I think this week we have something coming out on Light Meters. Mm-hmm. Um, just in a large format one, which is really good. Sandy um, Femester, he's on Twitter. Yeah. He His shots are stunning on large format. And he wrote his basically his process for us. And it's he's not saying that's how you should do it. He's saying this is how I do it. Yeah. And then, yeah, at least once a month you should see a new how I got this picture. And we're always, if people have got something... They particularly want to know how it's shot. We're always open to yeah. ideas and. I think the other one to throw in, slightly longer, longer than that, and rather than the next few weeks, probably the next couple of months. Oh, it's the video. The video. Oh, so yeah. we're in the process. We've got two done, and a third one has been commissioned as not been shot yet. But these are all. Yeah. There's an underlying skateboarder theme. So these again, it's trying to open up photography into other areas and make it uh, a cool hobby to retain and then yeah. have a go at. So. Yeah. Again, we've got three X skateboarders. One is an X Pro, um, based out in LA. Another one is um, lead photographer th- for the skateboarding magazine Thrasher. Um, so we've done a whole event with him in- involving large format as well. Um, and these are going to be about seven, ten minute videos each. Um, all talking about the third one is uh, a Hollywood yeah, film star is. who's also an ex skateboarder. Ah, oh, that uh, would be um, oh god, they. I thought you know who he is. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, well, <laughs> no, no, well, we haven't nailed that one yet. Okay. We haven't filmed I'll that one. I'll keep my trap shut. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we'll tell you off off yeah. uh, microphone. But um, yeah, hopefully we'll get three of those coming yeah. out in the next three awesome. months. And, and they're Those all... Are amazing. I mean, the, the first one is tying in with music and vinyl and um, photography. It's brilliant. And it's fantastic. Awesome. It's very retro, but it's very cool. So cool. look out for those as well. Brilliant. Lots of fun stuff to look yeah, forward to. And well, guys, thank you so much for taking Pleasure. time to do thank this. You. Um, the sandwich is over there. So well, I think. That's actually, we're right. We're and, watching and that. And also this, yeah. <laughs> so, um, yeah, we're, we're going to go and you're going to show us around what take goes you on the here. And, um, and then yeah. Yeah. Magical Mystery Tour. Really want because chocolate factory. I know. Yeah, I'm so excited. <laughs> so excited. Can't wait. Brilliant. Brilliant. Lovely. Thanks. Thanks, Thanks very much. Thanks for your time. Oh.